Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. Um, okay, today my guest is Leora Rusin. She is the Vice President of Secondary Marketing at Guaranteed Rate, um, based in Chicago. And actually, while we're recording today, Chicago is expecting to have some record, record, record low temperatures in the winter, which is not fun. She is an industry uh, veteran. Uh, with over 12 years in the mortgage space, but she's also an Army veteran. So, uh, Leora, I first want to say thank you so much for your service to our country. It is um, a big issue for me, uh, knowing that I came from Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is just filled with all kinds of military people, as you are, come from Colorado as well. So thank you for your, your service to our country. I want to first say that. But you are in secondary marketing. So we're going to talk today in a few minutes, so hang on with us, everybody. We're going to talk about um, a little bit about secondary marketing and where everything is today. So that will have some interest for you if you're in the mortgage business. But hang on because we're also going to talk about something that uh, Le- Leora – I'm having a hard time with that. I'm so sorry. Leora okay. um, <laughs> has done and how, why I reached out to her is that both she and I are – uh, contributing um, writers for Mortgage Women magazine. And this last month, uh, her article, mine was launched. Hers is 2019, the year of me. So hang on if you're not in the mortgage business listening to this podcast or move forward for a little bit, and you'll get some information about um, the year of me and the personal transformation that she's working on. So um, without any further ado, Leora, thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time um, to share with our listeners. And thank you so much for having me. It really is an honor. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you. Okay, so let's, let's talk about your story. Um, How did you get uh, where you are now? What, you know, why secondary marketing? Um, you know, where did you get to? And, and uh, tell us about what, and then you can just go right into, segue right into what's going on in secondary these days. Sure. So I, I've been in the mortgage industry, like you said, for uh, going on 12 years, and I ended up in this business like many people by mistake. I don't think anybody grows up thinking they want to be in the mortgage business. Uh, I started out working for a mortgage company in Denver, Colorado, started out doing their accounting. Uh, I have a background in accounting and HR. That's what I went to school for. And uh, after a few months of being there, I really took an interest to the mortgage side of the house. And so I just went to my boss and said, hey, I want to learn more. And that, that morphed into the craziness that's been my career in this business. Uh, within, within a few months of working there, I was helping stand up uh, departments. They were relatively small at the time, and they continued to grow. And so I helped develop a closing department and a post-closing department and, and develop these different departments that are needed to sustain a mortgage company. Um, and after five years, I, I hit my peak there and decided to branch out and ended up in D.C. for a while working for a, uh, a credit union service organization where we helped uh, close mortgage loans for multiple uh, credit unions in the mid-Atlantic region. And I was there for a long time helping, doing the same thing, building a lock desk, building departments and processes and procedures. And I found that to really be a strong knack for me as 
is developing those the platforms that are needed to make sure that your that the companies are profitable but are also closing loans in a compliant manner. Uh, and after five years there, I uh, ended up in Michigan for a while working for another big bank. And uh, after uh, 10 months, I realized that maybe I'm not meant to be in the banking space. It's a completely different animal. Oh, and yes, so, it uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And, and that's okay. It doesn't work for everybody. Uh, and so uh, after a regroup, I ended up here at Guaranteed Rate in Chicago. I've been here six months, and so far it's been an amazing uh, journey for me and really enjoy being here. Not, you know, not so much the weather that's coming, but so far um, <laughs> my family have really loved it out here. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to this weather coming. My birthday is Wednesday. I had a whole bunch of plans, and now it's supposed to be negative 14 or some craziness. So uh, yeah, happy birthday to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny I know I know listen I have family there too I'm, I'm from a very very big family there's 37 first cousins so we are pretty much everywhere you know I can oh, wow. say, oh I have a cousin there or they used to live there or whatever and I have family in Chicago so I know they're they're bracing too um right. okay and you know the other thing is you're a huge Bronco fan I have to throw that out because um, our entire family is big Bronco fans um okay so yes. uh <laughs> So now, now you're in secondary. So tell us what you know. What's on the horizon for 2019? What are you seeing in secondary that would be helpful to anyone that's listening who is in the mortgage or real estate space? Sure. So you know, the mortgage industry is going through a bit of a, a rough patch right now. Uh, interest rates are rising. Uh, inventories or low home inventories. Entry into uh, home ownership as a first-time home buyer is getting increasingly difficult because there's not a lot of affordable housing available. So a lot of companies are just trying to grab whatever market share that they can grab right now. And pricing is, is king right now. So when it, when it comes down to it, if, if you're just competing for the rate, you're not going to make it in this business right now. And so I, I really think that the focus for 2019 is finding niche products that mortgage uh, lenders can provide to customers who don't fit into this very tight credit box that we have right now with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And so my focus and the focus of, of our company has been finding those products that our loan officers need. We're competing against big banks. We're competing against community banks and regional banks where they can come up with really unique products that they just put in their portfolio. So how do we compete with that? And so that's what our focus has been, and I really think that's going to be a big talking point for all mortgage lenders. It's what everyone's talking about at industry conferences. What can we do to create these products for those customers who need a mortgage but may just not qualify for the regular stuff that everybody's used to seeing on the street? Right. So what are you seeing? What kind of, are you seeing anything new? I mean, you know, I, I had a 35-year history um, you know, a career in mortgage lending. So I've pretty much seen everything. I've seen uh, what we used to call them GIPMs, growing, growing payment mortgages. That's what they were, growing payment mortgages. They were basically oh. neg -AM, you know, negative AM. Right, so right. They were option arms. Yeah. Well, we, they're not even option arms because they were, you know, rates were 18.5%. And so you would start off at 65 and then every year your payment would go up a percentage until you finally got to the 18.5%, um, and uh, there had to be a subsidy paid for it. So it was sort of like a buy-down, but not really, but um, growing payment mortgages. And then we had GEMS growing, growing equity mortgages. You know, in recent years, it's been the 5-5, five, five, 
you know, five five mm-hmm. arms, um, the five twenty five in the non, um, I mean, in the uh, A paper space as opposed to the subprime space, you know, where the five twenty fives and three twenty sevens were horrible. So, what are you seeing now? What what's what's kind of floating its way into the market now, um, relative to some of the creative niche financing? Um, and then I have a secondary question after that. Not sure. a secondary. I have a second question. <laughs> So I, I wouldn't say any of the products that we're that we're seeing are are new. Really, it's it's def- defining what those products are in in this new regulatory space that we're that we are living in. So we have now what's called a qualified mortgage. Uh, so what we're seeing is loans that don't fit into that qualified mortgage uh, definition, but are still considered quality loans. So we're, we're not dabbling in negative amortization. We're not, we're not dealing with, uh, no income and ninjas and all those crazy loans that got us into trouble in 20, uh, 2008. Right. So we're looking, you know, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at borrowers who are high net worth. They have a lot of cash. They have a lot of capital, but they don't have a lot of continuing income. So, borrowers who who have a lot of stock in a company, borrowers who have, you know, a lot of assets parked in in various different asset accounts. So we're we're finding these borrowers are very strong. They have high FICOs. They've been self-employed for several years and they're just they're looking to get into these nicer homes and that's where these products fit into that category and w- what we're doing and what we're seeing is you know we're being very calculated as to ha- these products that we're getting into because we don't want them to look like subprime loans we're not interested in in doing those kinds of loans that's what got people into trouble so we're we're looking at quality loans that are that are still being underwritten to meet the ability to repay rule but they just you know they fall just outside of that cute that qualified mortgage definition and so that that's what we're really seeing a lot of so a lot of interest only loans we're seeing you know borrowers that are using bank statements as is for income just a lot of those outside of the box kind of scenarios right right yeah and and they're they're still um, there's how am I gonna say they're still QM, but they're not non-QM, you know. And there might be some non-QM because I know there's been a, a handful of investors that have um, come into the marketplace, you know, with some non-QM. And, and the fear for most lenders is taking on the responsibility for that. And I, um, yeah, interesting. Okay, the second question that I have on that is, um, are you seeing short-term financing? So we have a little dip in rates right now. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, and of course, when people hear about a dip in rates, you know, we're definitely not going back to the old days, so don't, it's not going to happen. But um, we're seeing a little dip in rates, and I'm, I'm hearing, uh, because my husband's still in the business, you know, he took over our practice. Um, I'm hearing that um, he's offering more um, short-term financing, um, not armed mm-hmm. necessarily, but just shorter-term financing for people to um, – to get financing, and I'm, I'm finding that sure. kind of unique that people are even hopping into it. In fact, he, I've said it before too. I had used to have a loan called a Super Saver 25, um, which is what I coined as just a 25-year loan, but clients thought it was the coolest thing, and all I did was call it something different. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're definitely so what are you seeing, seeing there. We're seeing a lot of shorter amortizations, so you know, 10-year, 15-year. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing buy downs as a as a new thing, you know, where where you oh, know, yeah. are, seller buy downs, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. seller buy downs are huge. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, I I get asked 
from our, our loan officers all the time. You know, I need this bridge loan. I need access to this commercial loan uh, product because I have borrowers who are, you know, just investing. They're investors. They got tons of investment properties and they want to be able to take equity out on this property to buy this property and they want to pay it off within a couple of years. So you know, we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, these are higher interest loans, but they're, you know, they have a, they have a very short payoff. So yeah, we're definitely seeing some more of that for sure. Yeah. So I find that very interesting given the fact that interest rates are higher, you know, that people are, and maybe, and like you said, they're paying off some, uh, some equity. Uh, they don't really have a choice. Some high, what will become more high interest home equity loans um, as they become due, right. Instead of, mm-hmm. You know, where you have to, the 10-year period is over. Um, but uh, I find it very interesting that they're also taking on these these uh, short, uh, shorter-term loans with higher interest rates because their payments are going to be higher. So right. I find that that's um, pretty interesting that someone's yeah. doing that. I don't understand the concept <laughs> behind it. But anyway, it's it's good that, that everybody's being uh, very, uh, you know, creative and things like that. So that's, an, uh, okay, now, what do you think about interest rates? What do you, what do you think in, in your crystal ball of interest rates? What do you think is going to happen for the year? I think there's still a lot of unknown variables that, that we have to take into account, you know, where we're, we're finally out of this government shutdown, but as of right now, it's only temporary. We have until February third right. or I, February 20-something. Yeah. I don't know, it was three weeks. So we have three weeks. To, to figure out if we're going to end up back with another shutdown or if we're going to come up with something to sustain our, our government for a period of time. And that, that's a very big unknown, big gray area. Right. What is that going to do to the bigger picture? And there's still a lot of residual issues from this last shutdown. It was the longest in American history. And right. I know from a mortgage perspective, we got a, you know, we got a ton of backlog with USDA loans and, you know, FHA oh, yeah. loans mm-hmm. and bar, you know, mm-hmm. the issue with the yeah. IRS not being able to validate transcripts. So there, there's a lot of residual damage there that we're going to have to work through. I think I, I don't see us raising rates more than maybe twice for the upcoming year yeah. because there's just, there's a lot going on where we're, you know, we're getting close to, you know, the big push for elections. We're going to be getting into that. Now everybody's announcing they're going <laughs> to run for president. Yeah, they're so run. It's, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been insane. So I just, you know, I think there's a lot of unknowns and I don't think we're going to see the level of interest rate rises that we were thinking we were going to see just six months ago. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, sounds good. All right, so listen, if you're not in the mortgage business, we'll move on to other things. And if you are in the mortgage business, you need to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about something that you're personally going through. And listen, I, you know, I coach a lot of people and everybody's going through this. Everybody's talking about it. In fact, I'm writing a book on something very similar to this right now. And um, so I want to share, uh, I'd love for you to share, you know, this other side of you. So you know, as a powerful woman in the mortgage space, you know, you have a, uh, you're the vice president of secondary marketing and, um, but you've got this other side that is kind of tearing at you right now. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the people I talk to on my, uh, my podcast is, you know, I mean, I, I think there's this, um, and I just heard a colleague tell me the way that this is instead of the way I used to say it, which is, um, there's this land of liars, right? I think that, um, it happens everywhere. I mean, you know, with Facebook, everybody only posts all the good stuff, you know, not what they're going through. And, um, and so I used to call it being truthful, right? I just want everybody to be very truthful about what's, what's happening in their, in their careers and everything. But the, the mix of this whole thing is that we all are kind of struggling in different ways 
um, in different markets and, and different um, challenges based on age dynamics, career, uh, the industry that we're in, um, the transition we're making, the shift we just made into something different. And I love that you just kind of spilled it and said, look, this is my truth, right? And um, I think it's really important for everyone to hear this because those of you that are listening, you know, you have this truth sitting behind you. And I, and I implored you to please, please bring this truth out because it's going to create a wonderful vulnerability that will create and um, that will attract clients rather than defer uh, clients and, and referral partners. So tell us a little bit about what this year of me is going to be for you and some thoughts behind why you wrote the article to share with everyone. Sure. So I, as I mentioned, I, you know, I left D.C. to take a job in, in Michigan for a, a bank, and it was, it was a new position. It was for something that I, I had experience in, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I was an expert. So I knew I had a lot of room to grow, which was what I was looking for. I was looking for opportunities to grow, learn new things, and enhance my skill set. Uh, after after 10 months, it, it did not end as, as well as I had hoped, and I, I lost my job. And I was in, in this very negative space. I was wallowing in my self-pity. I was making excuses for why things didn't work out. And it, it took me speaking to a couple of really good people who were very honest with me, and, and, and they told me, look, you need to take responsibility for this job loss. Yes, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's very difficult. You're, you're now looking at another big relocation for you and your family, but you need to be able to look at what, what you did wrong and how do you fix it and how do you overcome it. And I, I realized that in the very beginning of this job, I knew that it was going to be difficult. And, I, and from, the, from the very beginning, I, I had fear that I was going to lose my job. And so I worked every single day with that fear, and it sabotaged everything. And when I realized that, I was like, wow, I, you know, I, that was terrible. Why did I do that? Why didn't I be just my authentic self, this person that they saw something in to the point where they offered me the job? Why did I lose myself and my my authenticity and what made me who I am. And, and uh, it, it was a huge eye-opener for me, and it was a very humbling moment for me. And so I, I, I put myself out there. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I, I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn, and I, I just put it out there. I said, look, you know, I, I need help. I, I need support. I, I need to find out how I move, from, move on from this and, and turn this into a positive experience. And it was then that I realized that I, I don't have to be alone in this process. I don't have to keep myself shut in and that it's okay to ask for help when you're having periods of, of, of failure, when you feel defeated, when you don't know where to go to. And even though I, I'm, I'm in the position that I'm in, I'm still just a human being who, who's going through something very difficult. And, and it was then that I, you know, I was, um, I had a couple of wonderful people reach out to me to offer their support. And, and from that, I've, I've rebuilt myself and I've come up from that bad place and say, you know what, that was an experience. This is what I learned from it. And I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite my path and I'm going to reinvent myself. And that's what 2019 means for me is I'm, I'm investing in myself. I'm spending money on going through coaching. I am, uh, I'm putting myself out there as saying, Hey, look, if you need a subject matter expert on non-qualified mortgages, 
I'm your person, and so I'm speaking at a conference next week, uh, which I'm very nervous about, but I'm also very excited. Um, and I'm, I'm writing, and I'm, I'm letting people know, hey, this is my story, and I feel that if I put my story out there, not only will people hold me accountable to my goals, but I'll have the support if I need it when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like, wow, maybe I bit off more than I can chew. But right now, it's, it's, I'm very pointed in what I'm, what I'm working on. I have my goals, and I work with my goals with my coach every week. And I, I have the support of my wonderful husband and my family, and I'm just, I'm just full of all of this energy and positivity, and it's, just, it's, um, it's amazing. And I just want to be able to share that with other people. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I know because, you know, what happens is that when you step into your power, right, that's where the magic happens. And the only way to step into your power is find your truth, right? Be the real right. you. Discover what your, your limiting beliefs are and get past them. Because really what you had when it gets down to the, net, the mix of this is that you had some limiting beliefs. You know, you didn't believe in yourself in a lot of different categories, and it could have, you know, without getting involved in your coaching, right, it could have come from, you know, something that happened a long, long time ago, and mm -hmm. um, that needs to be pulled out, you know, and if that wasn't pulled out, it'll rear its head at some point. <laughs> You'll still have some more growing to do, but, you know, hopefully that was brought out, and, and I want to make sure that everybody heard you really clearly because when you, when you realize that you can't do it on your own and you realize that – and, and we, these are all – these buzzwords that we hear in today's environment is, you know, be, you know, authentic, be the real you, those types of things. And I think those words are really great, but to an extent they're superficial unless you really are digging in and not just saying, you know, I want to be authentic, I want to be the real me. Um, because if you're hiding something, if your your book isn't fully open, um, then you're still not being authentic. And, you know, there's um, a lot of strategies around, um, you know, coming from a place of abundance versus scarcity. And I think that a lot of people think, and I'm one of them, for years and years I thought that abundance was that I didn't need your help. That's abundance. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That I did. I didn't need your help. I'm abundant. I've I've got this. I want to help you, but I've got this. When really it's scarcity when you're not willing to share. Um. So you don't come from abundance until you have opened yourself up as a book and said, "Look at here are my flaws. Here are my things. The the um the things that aren't working and letting go of all the excuses because I hear all the time, yeah, but or you know it's the market, it's my company, it's this, it's my team." my husband, it's my family, it's my health, it's my spirituality, it's all these things that are preventing me from getting to where I need to go. And all of those, every one of them has to be eliminated in order to move forward. And Absolutely. that I think, yeah. is, I think is where a lot of people are stuck and stalled in their business right now, you know, is not being um, real. So I, I love, love, love that you're doing this um, this year. I think this is really, really key for you. And um, you know, I'm just so excited for you. I'm absolutely Thank excited you. for you. So, so if someone's listening and they're, you know, listening to you and go, yeah, that's really good. You did that. And you, um, you know, <laughs> you're moving forward. But I don't really feel like I have a problem or, you know, I don't feel that there's anything that's holding me back. It is totally the market. I've done everything. What, what kind of advice could you give them as to, you know, to some doing some soul searching? I, <laughs> you know, to, to be honest, the, the one thing I would say is stop living in this, this 
self-defeatist kind of space where it's, you know, everybody else's fault or, you know, I'm doing everything that I can and it's just it, all the cards are stacked against me. And there might be some cards stacked against you, but not all of them. You still have control over certain parts of your life. You have control over how people make you feel. You have control over the next step that you take and it's, it, it's putting everything down. What, one of the things that I did is writing that article was my closure and that was where I just, I, I wrote it all out. Yeah. I put it out there. Everybody can see it and it's time to move on. I'm, I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about the failure. I'm done talking about how it made me feel. It's over. It's done. And I can look yeah. forward with positivity and excitement. And I still have a lot of work to do. I still have periods where I, I self-doubt, where I think oh, about this, con- this conference that I'm attending where I'm sitting on a panel with two very amazing, successful women. And sometimes I'm like, I don't belong here. But then I'm like, stop it. Yes, I do. I do belong here. Oh, no, here. you do. You and, are worthy. Yeah, you are worthy. <laughs> right? But it, it, yeah. it's, shutting out, it's shutting out that self-doubt. And then the other piece mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I've had your, your true friends, the people who truly care about oh. your success and your future, are going to be brutally honest with you when you're not doing something that you should be doing. And so to, to anybody who's going through this thinking that there's nothing else that I can do, really ask somebody to give you some feedback, honest feedback. Someone, you know, look at someone who is being successful in today's market and say, what are you doing that makes you so successful? And maybe you pick up an additional step or idea or process that you didn't think of before. And, and it's, it's opening yourself up to that vulnerability and to that, that, that feedback. It might not always be what you want to hear, but it's something you may need to hear. It's tough, but it, it's a process that you have to go through in order to grow. Yeah, um, I think that's really important, too, you know, is that we're all still struggling. And, I, you know, um, as a speaker, you know, when I'm getting on stage, you know, and I tell my story about, you know, that I'm not going to get into now, but I tell my story because I want to give it away if you ever get a chance to see me speak. Right, um, right. But I tell my story, you know, how I overcame it and now I'm, you know, where I'm at. Um, I think it's really key to share that, yeah, I've arrived and it's sort of like, sort of like being over the hill, right? And I use the age reference, sort of like being over the hill, but no one told you there were more hills. Right. You didn't just get over the hill and now <laughs> yeah. it's over, right? You got over the hill and wow, there's more hills. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean that I, that I've mastered everything. And anybody who tells you that is living in the land of the liars, like I was saying again, and, and they're not being truthful because we all struggle with this. And this is why coaches have coaches all the time, you know, and if a coach doesn't have a coach, you shouldn't be working with them. Right. And mm-hmm. um, so I love that you're being real about that and that, you know, the struggles are still there and, and that, and that type of thing. Um, and I think this is really important as you're listening in, as you know, as a, a subscriber, a listener here, is that um, when you feel like you've reached the top, you probably haven't. You still have more hills to go. There's still more challenges. They're different challenges, right? Because you you're overcoming something, and then someone said, "Hey, can you be on a panel?" And now you're like, "Oh my gosh, another hill! Another yeah. hill for me to get over." You know, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's really powerful that that you've um, shared this with you know everybody, and you know, willing to put it out there because it's going to open up so many opportunities so that you can shine and you have a spotlight. You know, where you can shine. Um, in your power and in your greatness. And I think that's fantastic. So I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. So 
if you're listening in, um, so a couple things here. Uh, um, I'm going to open this up and, and see what you say about it. But uh, one thing is, you know, go to um, Mortgage Women magazine um, and, you know, read her, her feature article. It's on page 8. Um, I think mine's on page 14 or something like that. But look at it. You know, you can look it up and read mine as well. But read her article so that so that you understand, you know, her story. Um, but if someone wanted to reach out to you and say, hey, you know, how how did you come to this conclusion? I just have a quick question for you. Is are you okay with someone reaching out to you to talk about what they heard on the podcast? Absolutely, for sure. Okay. Yeah. What is what's the best way for someone to reach out to you? Uh, so the best way would be on LinkedIn. Like I mentioned, I'm very very active yep. on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, shoot so we'll me a message. A okay. Yeah. We'll have a link to your LinkedIn profile as well, or shoot you a message at where? Oh, at your uh, LinkedIn. So you can shoot me. Yeah. Yeah, through, I think LinkedIn would be the best, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. And then before we leave, um, I always ask my guests a couple different things. Um, so you can do one or the other or both, whichever you prefer. Um, is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you kind of live by that you'd like to share with everyone? Uh, I, I don't really have a quote or a mantra. I, I just live, like, live with um, the one word that I, I've decided is, the word that that's my buzzword. That's this is the word that's going to get me through the next twelve months of craziness that I've got going on, and that is grit. Uh, I I am living with this grit. Like I'm I'm not letting anything hold me back from my true potential, and I will get through the rough patches because I have grit. I have the determination to to get to my finish line. Yeah, I think that's powerful. And, you know, having a coach helps, I think, for everybody. Anytime that you can have a coach help you with your transformational accountability, because that's really what it's doing is it's transforming you and it's holding you accountable to that transformation. And if someone's truly looking for that, um, that's where they're going to, you know, that's where they're really, really going to grow. Um, I think that's wonderful. Okay, what books are you reading right now or listening to? I'll say that. I read. Some people listen. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm reading uh, I'm reading Grit by Angela. I believe it's Duckworth. If I'm wrong, I'm, okay. I apologize. Uh, and I'm also That's I just okay. picked Go up another book. It. I just <laughs> I just picked up another book last night uh, called You Are a Bad. You know what? Bad. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I didn't know. If it That's was a like great book. No, it's yes. okay. No, you can say that. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're a badass <laughs> salesperson or something. She's got a couple versions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got really the non-sales version since I'm in operations. Yeah. But yeah, I got You Are a Badass. And um, and I I've got a couple of mortgage-related books that I'm that I'm reading right now as well. So, and that's another goal of mine is uh, I'm not usually really good at reading. And so I've, I've decided for, you know, instead of surfing my phone for an hour, I'm going to read. So that's another goal of mine is, is to read a, a one book a week. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> so I'm putting it out yeah. there. That's my goal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's yeah. a lot to read one a week when you've not read before, but I know that you can do it. I know you can do it. Just 10 pages a day. That's what, you know, 10 or more pages a day. That's awesome. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you and learning about your story and, you know, your journey. And, you know, I hope and um, I hope and pray that by the end of this year, you know, you can look back on this and say, you know, that was the silliness I was going through and I have arrived and, now, you know, you have a new buzzword to get you on for next year. So, again, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us in both the space and, your per, you know, professional and personal space. It's um, been a pleasure to learn uh, from you today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, everybody, um, thank you again for listening in um, to this episode. And I just want to encourage you again, if you would like to have a complimentary strategy session with me, please be sure to text the word yes, please, Y-E-S-P-L-E-A-S-E, all one word, don't let your phone autocorrect, to 66866 and get yourself signed up for a uh, complimentary strategy session with me to see what is possible for you. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Can't get enough and want more? Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting STRATEGY to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.